1: This is a pre recorded program presented by KSL News Radio and Intermountain Healthcare. Healthy Mind Matters, brought to you by Intermountain Healthcare. We discuss the important community issues of stronger mental health, emotional wellness, and the growing problem of addiction. Here's our host Maria Shaleos on KSL News Radio 102.7 FM at 1160 AM. Thank you for joining us for Healthy Mind Matters today. We are taking, we are talking about pain management and the use of opioids and other alternatives to dealing with pain. With me, Kim Campani. She's the executive operations director for pain management services at Intermountain Healthcare. And Kim, let's talk about alternatives. We, I'm sure, people are listening right now, and there are folks who are dealing with with back pain or neck pain, or, you know, they've just had surgery, what kinds of things can we do other than taking a prescription to really reduce pain? What are some of those things we should be looking at?
2: Uh, some of the things is, first of all, uh, is understanding what, and having conversations with your, your healthcare provider about what type of activity would help to benefit some t- uh, these patients. Many times stretching Mild exercising, yoga can be very uh, impactful for patients and very helpful. Also, uh, walking, if unless it's um, not indicated to do that, can help to just a little bit of movement, getting up and doing that. If, if something else is needed, of course, there are many over-the-counter items. Sometimes there are, there are, there are topical creams, pain relief creams, uh, you know, numbing creams. There are also, um, you know, ice packs. Heat, where appropriate, depending on what type of pain it is, and then, as we mentioned earlier, uh, acetaminophen, which is Tylenol, or ibuprofen or relief, which which belong to a category of NSAIDs or non-steroidal anti-inflammatories, those can be used. But of course, there are also instances when patients shouldn't use those, and that's always best to check with the healthcare provider before taking those. But there are a lot of options um, that are available to patients. But having conversations um, with others, joining support groups, figuring out what works best for each patient is also preferred. At Intermountain, we've partnered with other community uh, members throughout other organizations, and we do offer a Living Well with Chronic Pain class. This is a six-week course. It is free to the public. And it walks through a whole host of ideas and helpful sessions for patients to help to manage their pain appropriately. And so that can be found on, again, it's the Living Well with Chronic Pain courses. And I encourage all of you that are living with chronic pain or or other types of pain to look into these because it will help to uh, set some realistic pain goals, um, diet, sometimes uh, just changing people's diet Reducing the the inflammatory uh, foods that we eat can have big impacts on our pain. And learning some other skills, uh, mindfulness, meditation are very helpful for patients. Uh, Joining some sessions where they can do that so they can relax and learn to focus their pain and transition that pain away. Learning those uh, other tactics, I should say, are very effective. Effect effective, excuse me, mm-hmm. uh, for patients.
1: I want to go back to a couple of things that you said. The first one, physical activity, some sort of activity. When you're in pain, the last thing you want to do is move. But I've even noticed if I get up and stretch, it makes a huge difference because everything has, not everything seems to stiffen up when you're in pain, right? You bet. You bet it does. And I think just making sure that the level of
2: activity is appropriate and, and not overdoing it. So having a conversation or asking, hey, this is my pain. Um, I would like to start doing an exercise program. You know, seeking a help of a physical therapist, if necessary, uh, so that you can uh, understand what stretching or strengthening exercises can be done based on the condition that you have. So, there's a whole host of resources available. So, sometimes... It, you know, people don't necessarily always remember all of those. and They think, well, I've got to take something for the pain. But in fact, there's many times by doing these alternative methods that opioids or other pain medications are not even necessary.
1: I need to go back to inflammatory foods, because when you said that, um, the first thing that came to my mind are Facebook ads that I see talking about these inflammatory foods that you shouldn't be eating, which usually leads to something else that they're trying to sell you. So, when you said inflammatory foods, I'm like, well, what exactly are they? I mean, what should be we be watching out for? And uh, we've had some fake news out there, so we probably need to clear up, you know, what are the inflammatory foods that we need to keep in mind?
2: Well, I think, and and, and there are going to be triggers for different patients as well. And so I'm not a dietary expert by any means, but just having a healthy diet, focus on fruits, vegetables, um, high-grain Foods is is appropriate. Trying to reduce things that could cause, you know, minimizing sugar in our diets, uh, making sure that we're not having a lot of, you know, those those saturated those fats, and, and just can help us to just to feel better in general. I would specifically recommend though, but seeking the help of a dietitian or a nutritionalist expert, somebody who could help to analyze your diet to see if there's way things that we could change, or even supplements that could be taken over the counter. To help to reduce inflammation and help patients with pain feel better
1: okay, so they should really look at the more of the specifics with their own dietitian. Uh, I just wondered though, is there anything that they should you know really avoid when they're in pain? Does sugar make pain worse or is saturated fats? I mean is there some um, evidence that shows that really there are foods that are bad for you? Should they avoid some things? or is it just about balance?
2: I just think it's about balance. And each patient, of course, will have things that trigger them differently. And so that's why if you wanted to have a consultation or learn more about it, um, I would recommend doing some reading or or seeking a dietary specialist about that um, who could really analyze the diet, the nutrition, the supplements that are taken, and help to provide some guidance as to how could all that work together to reduce pain or to actually live a more active lifestyle.
1: Uh, so one of the other things that you talked about uh, use the use of heat or the use of ice packs. Is there a good way or is there an appropriate way to do that? I'm always confused. Do I use the heat first or do I use the cold pack first? Is there any way to really say one way or the other?
2: Well, again, that depends on what type right? of pain that people are experiencing, and so uh, sometimes it's alternating between pain and heat. Um, it's one thing important to know about ice is ice helps to reduce swelling or inflammation so that can be very impactful because when that swelling reduces the pain is also minimized um using ice appropriately you know for 10 to 15 to 20 minutes at a time but then making sure that we have adequate resting time in between we wouldn't want to put an ice pad on and just leave it there it's having that uh sessions of on and off in fact Um, ice is one of the the main uh, ways to help reduce pain of course always ask is ice appropriate for that specific type of pain and before utilizing that but just know that those are great things Um, a heating pad many times we have those deep muscle aches just adding a, a heat for a while can really make a difference and really make people so that they can have a more active lights lifestyle.
1: I know my mother used to have some sort of um, bag with corn in it that she would heat up or I think it was corn. I'm not sure what it was in there, but, but it was um, so then it wasn't attached to, you know, some sort of electrical outlet, you know, that she could, you know, carry around and, and put on her hip or whatever was ailing her. So there are alternatives. And I think the message, the takeaway that I've I'm hearing from you is really depending on your specific pain, you really need to do a little bit of research there's no one size fits all
2: there's not and that's what makes treating pain complicated and very individual is like you say there are many types of pain and every person reacts to it differently and there's not necessarily a one one trick to to suit all or one plan to help everybody so having those um really diving into what will help me asking informed questions and then making decisions with your healthcare team so that you feel that you're being um, doing what's best for you to improve your your function and hopefully minimizing some of your pain
1: all right and you're listening to healthy mind matters on ksl news radio we'll be right back
0: a stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon but violence is only the beginning of this story